This is Hawaii up for April 6, 2005. Okay. Aloha and shalom. This is Hawaii up show number seven. My name's Ryan and mahalo anui loa. Thank you very much for catching me today. I went long last week, so I'm only going to feel a little bad cutting it short this time. There's another podcasting talk tomorrow, and I'll also be up late packing for our family trip to the Big Island. And frankly, tonight's episode of Lost, it took a lot out of me, so... Uh, what have I got to share today? Well, you'll hear from my two oldest kids tonight, believe it or not. I've got a blank audio postcard that you could say is a rerun or maybe just a version 2.0 of one I sent you a few shows back. This one will have more water and less wind. I've got music from another great local artist, one that, uh, like so many that I've been fortunate to feature here on Hawaii Up, blends Hawaiian with other influences to come up uh, with something unique. We'll chat with the wife, three guesses what we're going to talk about, and uh, I'll get a little geeky on you as I've just started playing with another way to infect cyberspace with myself. But first, yes, it's time for... Hawaii Up headlines around Hawaii and around the house. Now, sometimes I don't get people. Now, there are reports out this afternoon that someone's been setting fires. Setting fires inside Hamilton Library at the University of Hawaii. Now, Hamilton is the UH system's largest and most important library. I used to hang out in the basement there when I was a kid. Uh, it's got extensive and in, in many cases, one-of-a-kind collections. But, uh, you know, academics across the country cringed last October when Manoa Stream overflowed and it basically flowed right into the library, flooding the basement, flushing all kinds of stuff out all over the campus and causing something like a hundred million dollars in damage. And, you know, that hundred million dollars that just covers the physical stuff classrooms were ruined computers were destroyed uh, thousands of books but you know they lost a lot of priceless things too you know ancient pacific maps and historic photographs uh, research that was still going on representing i'm sure thousands of hours of work and who knows how many uh, federal grants so and heroic efforts were taken to rescue stuff. They were freezing them and shipping them all over the world. New Zealand, the mainland. President Bush signed a disaster declaration to help get the money. And the library only reopened a couple of weeks ago. And uh, now someone's burning books and setting fire to newspapers. <sighs> you know, So they have to boost security, come up with the uh, makeshift security alarm system, which is basically security guards that have air horns and evacuation maps. I mean, talk about adding insult to injury. I can't figure out what goes through the minds of some people. And also in that WTF department on the news tonight, uh, my mom was also telling me about someone had stolen some rare clams from the kitty tank at the Waikiki Aquarium. Endangered clams, clams that you need a license to own, clams that they were uh, hoping to breed. Someone just walked off with them to sell on eBay, to add to their fish tank at home, just for yucks. Who knows? You know, I, I hope it's in a way not that last one because chances are those clams are either on someone's barbecue or out in the street somewhere. I mean, they're pretty hard to miss. They were the shiniest, most, you know, nicely colored ones. They had some blue shimmering color to them. 
and uh, and now the aquarium has decided to lock up the other clams, and they're going to make that display that the kids used to be able to put their hands in. They're going to they're going to make it more secure, something that will no doubt disappoint my kids. Uh, so I I don't get people at all. Um, what else? Well, you know, I I to update on some stories I mentioned in previous shows. You know that kid who got hit by the falling tree in Manoa, they said today that uh, she's out of her coma and starting to walk, so that's good news. On the opposite side, or not necessarily bad news, but uh, just figures department, is Rita Cabanilla. Now, you remember, she's the representative who wanted to weigh and punish overweight teachers. Well, uh, maybe she was floating that stupid idea to distract folks from another little problem. Uh, KITV is reporting now that she used her office stationery and even enlisted other lawmakers, other senators and representatives to try and get her son rehired by a cruise line. He got fired by a cruise line. Uh, they fired him during his probation period, by the way. He, he never actually had the job. They fired him for allegedly sexually harassing, not passengers, other male employees. So, you know, she, uh, she used her stationery, got dropped names. She even tried to, uh, they said, introduce resolutions in the state legislature, introduce resolutions calling for uh, the cruise line to disclose its personnel policies and, oh, you know, coincidentally floating the idea that cruise ships should pay the same taxes that local hotels do. Just, you know, just to help the local economy, I'm sure. I'm sure she had the best interests of Hawaii in mind. Uh, I tell you. Well, here at home, let's see. We went to the auto show over the weekend. Of course, they were advertising picture-taking with SpongeBob, so we just had to go to do that. But Jen and I, we like going. We try out all the cars. Uh, the kids like to climb all over it. I'm sure it makes the uh, folks who run the show a little nuts. But uh, Jen really likes the Audi A6. You know, I've promised that I'm going to get her one if we win Publishers Clearinghouse or something. She also used to like the Jetta. But I'll tell you, you know, that wonderful all-new design they're harping about, we don't like it at all. And Jen really didn't like it. I thought the back end kind of looked like the Chevy Impala with the weird round taillights, and she just said it looks like a Toyota, so Jetta's now off the list. So good good news for me, I guess. Uh, of course, I did look at the new Mustang and the concept cars and the Porsches, but I admit, I honestly spent the most time just studying all the minivans there. I even did the whole... You know, origami seat folding fancy thing just to see if it's just as easy it looks in the commercials. You know, they didn't have, they didn't have the Volkswagen Eurovan, which they had last year, and that was my favorite last year. And I, you know, I was embarrassed to admit that I was kind of disappointed it wasn't there. And, uh, I climbed through the Chrysler Town and Country and the Nissan Quest and the Kia thing. And, you know, I swear, if you told me 10 years ago that I'd go to a car show to look at minivans, I'd have said you were nuts. And here I am, you know, trying to figure out if I'd want the captain's chairs or the bench seats. Uh, now for the last bit of our personal update, I'd like to bring Katie in because she wanted to talk to you about the trip we're taking to on uh, Friday. Where are we going? The Big Island. All right. So uh, what are you looking forward to on the Big Island? Well, that lava cave. The lava tube, the Thurston Lava Tube at the Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. And also the volcano... And going to visit my great-great-grandfather. Yeah, where's your great-great-grandfather? He He's in a um, graveyard somewhere in the Big Island. Yep, that's uh, way up at Kapa'au, the Havi, the north point of the Big Island. Well, I didn't know this, but 
my mom told me that that my great great grandfather can come down and get the mochi to eat. Oh, you want to put、uh, a mochi present for him? Uh, yes. Now, in addition to visiting great great grandpa and going to the Hawaii Volcanoes National Park, is there anything else that you like about the Big Island? Ken's Pancake Restaurant. Oh, that's excellent. We're going to go there quite a bit. Yeah, because there's not much food in the hotel. Well, not much food that we want to pay for. Yeah.、Uh, how about the beach? Do you want to see Hapuna Beach? Um, I never been to Hapuna Beach. I don't think. Oh, well, we've taken you there, but I think you were probably too small to remember. It's pretty much the only、uh, really broad white sand beach on the Big Island. It's kind of crowded. Kind of crowded. There's probably lots of kids there. Yeah, you'll meet a lot of kids there. Yeah, and I love to swim. <sighs> Now, do you like flying on airplanes? Airplanes, I, yeah, but I kind of don't like it when the plane takes off. It's a little scary for me. Do you? Is there anything about flying on airplanes that you do like? Well, I like to see. I like to see the Hawaiian, the the sky and the. The Hawaiian Island. We pass right before we hit the big island. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot to see from the airplane. And the one right before the big island is Maui. That's right. Do you see that out the window? Yes, I do. And I and my mom sometimes let me sit by the window. I think we'll be sure to do that this time too. All right. Well, so Katie and I and.、Uh, Jen and Zach and Alex are going to go to the Big Island for this whole weekend, and、uh, my mom will be joining us on Saturday for the pilgrimage up to Kapa'au. So a good time will be had by all. I'll see if I can record some stuff while I'm out there to share with you in a future show. And thanks for telling everybody about our trip. You're welcome. All right. Well, after seeing my daughter talking to you, my son wanted to join us in the studio as well. So I thought I'd interview him a little bit about the economy. Zach, thank you for joining us. All right.、Um, now, both the Congressional Budget Office and the Federal Reserve、uh, Chairman Alan Greenspan said that the economy looks like it's on the path toward growth after coming out of a soft patch. Do you agree with that conclusion? Uh, okay. Well, at the same time, what the Republicans came out again and again and said, you know, look, the most important numbers right now: unemployment, inflation, consumer confidence.、Uh, it's similar to what President Clinton had when he was facing re-election in '96. Okay, well,、uh, then why are you having so much trouble? I mean, you talked about going from five trillion dollars in surpluses to five trillion in deficits. That seems like a pretty simple story to tell. What's the deal? What's the deal? What's the reason why you done that? Um, I don't know to where um what um what did they go by um they go under? Well, it sounds like what you're saying then is that outsourcing isn't that big of a problem in the country. Well, you know, you've been hammering away on this problem of fiscal discipline.、Uh, Greenspan, when he was up on the hill, he said that unless you take on Social Security and Medicare, there's no chance that you can control deficits in the long term. Two trillion dollars. Well, it's been very interesting talking to you about the economy, Zach. Do you have any final thoughts before we go? Welcome, Jenny. Welcome, Bye Bye. 
All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Zach. Welcome. Bye bye. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm such a dork. I guess I should have warned you that you know Zach speaks kind of a hybrid Albanian slash Croatian pigeon, so uh, I should have translated for you. Okay, this blank audio postcard. Blank audio postcard is from Aina Haina. That's East Honolulu, somewhere between uh, Waikiki and Hanauma Bay. Uh, it's from behind my dad's place, actually. Now, I know I already did a beach, Magic Island, a few shows back. But, you know, that one wasn't very good. It was rainy and windy. And uh, besides, this is Hawaii. You can't get away from beaches. Uh, that's why people come here, and now I'm sending it out to you. And it's not like if I recorded a McDonald's or a Walmart, it would sound any different than it does in your neighborhood, you know. So... Just humor me and actually just try to enjoy yourself. Close your eyes once again and uh, let yourself drift away for a moment. Imagine yourself relaxing on the rapidly vanishing white sand beaches of East Honolulu, Aina Haina. you just smell that salty sea air? Now that you're in a Hawaii state of mind, let's get to the music. I'd like to introduce Coconut Joe. Coconut Joe is the brainchild. It's headed by island-born and raised songwriter Bob Rogers. Their stuff is described as new tropical pop, and uh, they actually get into all sorts of styles, jazz, blues, rock, uh, great flavors. Uh, everything this group does is original, too. All words and music by Bob. And the stuff ranges from the sweetly personal to, you know, just totally uh, whimsical. Coconut Joe expressly tries to touch audiences outside Hawaii. And, of course, Bob was immediately hip to the podcasting thing. He sent along both the discs that Coconut Joe has out so far. And I actually look forward to sharing a lot of their stuff with you because cause it's, it's, it's great. They, they really span styles but uh, manage to be very accessible, very uh, enjoyable for, for every year. So this is the last track of Coconut Joe's first album, Two Waters, and the song is All Pow, which means, as I say at the end of every show, all finished. Bob wrote it and sings in it and dedicates it to his mother. So, All Pow from Coconut Joe's Two Waters album. It's five and a half minutes long, and I'll see you on the other side. Enjoy! Thank you. 
Coconut Joe off their Two Waters album. All original stuff, everything from rock to blues to jazz, they do it all, and uh, you can learn more about Coconut Joe and Bob at CoconutJoe.com. And of course, I'll have that link for you in the show notes at HawaiiUp.com. So uh, check them out. I, I really think you'll like their stuff, and stay tuned for more. Now, it's definitely time to annoy the wife. It's time for The Pith of Pop, the podcast edition with Jen. Thanks for joining us, Jen. Hi. So, what's on your mind tonight? Well, we just 
finished watching an episode of Lost. Yes, the long-anticipated and, and somewhat uh, early, from my expectations, death of a major character. Yeah, Boone bought it this week. So you were right. I was right, but I'm disappointed that I was right. Well, you know, I, I said when we talked about it that Boone is so obvious. He's such a minor character that it, he's like one step up from the Star Trek red shirt. No way they'd kill him off, you know. They'd be daring and, and kill off someone else more important. But nope, he bit the farm. Especially considering all the ways that it could have happened to Jack. You know, J- Jack is rumored to have been originally slated to die in the first episode. And there's so much symbolism with him. You know, his father's name is Christian, shepherd of all things. It, you know, all things to me kind of pointed at Jack dying. Right, I mean, the leader of the people uh, being martyred somehow and uh, his absence later being kind of a central point of what motivates the rest of the characters. Right. Now, although we lost Boone, we gained it. We, the population remained stable this episode. Right. Claire had her baby. Right. And um, what do you think about the juxtaposition of that? I mean, it was almost too uh, obvious the way they mixed it, but I, I thought they did it well. It could have been ham-handed and corny, but it wasn't. I really thought it was handled effectively, and I think that was because Boone's injuries and eventual demise it was so graphic there wasn't anything sweet about it it was just very very graphic and right they didn't uh, over romanticize his death while they were also romanticizing claire's giving birth right i really liked the interaction that jin had with the some of the other characters you know he got across a lot without much verbal communication. Yeah, Jen did well and actually son um this was in a way kind of she was she stole the she stole the shots that she was in interacting with Jack. Son is my hero. Oh, she's she I I have no doubt she must be one of the more popular characters in the show and when we saw how Jack was going to extraordinary measures to try and save Boone, she was the first person. I mean, you could without her saying anything, you knew what she was coming to realize, which was that, you know, Jack should just let go. Right. I think she's great. She's a genius and she's beautiful and I loved her episode. I loved her flashback episode. So now we've got a few more episodes to go. We've already had the big character death, but uh, we have a two-parter coming up, a 90-minute season finale, and although they promise answers, surely it'll be a ridiculous cliffhanger that'll keep everyone yapping till next uh, season. What do you think uh, we have to look forward to? Well, you know, I don't think Locke is out of the woods. You know, people were saying it's going to be Locke, it's going to be Boone, it's going to be this person, it's going to be that person, but, you know, just because Boone is gone, I, I wouldn't say that, Locke is going to have it easy. Right, just because we knew we were going to lose someone doesn't mean we might lose more than one, and certainly the preview at the end of this episode seems to show that Locke is going to get uh, get some comeuppance for what happened to Boone. Yeah, he, definitely. And, you know, another thing I'm hoping will happen is rumored that there's going to be a segment, at, at least a segment, maybe an entire episode, um, from shot from Vincent's perspective. The dog. Yes, and I think that would be great. Hey, that'd be brilliant, you know. Uh, he was in the cargo hold, so maybe there's something about what happened to the plane down there. 
and uh, a lot of uh, the other unanswered questions, uh, who conked uh, Saeed on the head, although that seems to be what we're going to learn about in the next episode, um, and also, obviously, the boat that Michael has built. And uh, I should mention that I've seen it under construction along Nimitz Highway, and it was weird. It was outside, so I took pictures of it, posted it on the web, and the very next day it was gone. <laughs> so I hope I didn't get into trouble or anything. But uh, I know what the bo- boat's going to look like. There are still episodes that they filmed downtown with scenes that I haven't seen. And judging by the setting of one, I think we're going to have another uh, Jin and or Sun flashback. So that'll be great. Yeah, it will. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, Lost is, uh, we just got official word today, although it's no surprise to anybody that Lost was renewed for another season. So we'll keep watching. Yes, we will. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Jen. My pleasure. Now, uh, I'm going to go into a little bit of geek stuff. I'm only, you know, seven shows into Hawaii Up, my personal podcast, and, and I'm having a blast. I, I'm hoping that you're having at least a tenth as much fun listening as I am talking. That's my minimum, you know, ratio. Uh, but I mentioned my Vox Media project last week and how I was trying to pull together the three types of media that people are using to express themselves, text, audio, and video. And there's the whole citizen journalist aspect, but, you know, just people merely putting themselves out there in different ways, that's, that's what I like the most. So, you know, I've been doing personal publishing for years, you know, writing, and I'm doing this podcast now, which is all about sound, but I really hadn't seriously thought about that third piece, the video piece, vlogging or video blogging or, or vogging I've seen. Of course, vog is volcanic fog for people here, but I guess a vog is also a video blog. Uh, now, I admit, I have this tendency to seize on a new thing and just go nuts and do it to death and then, you know, just flit off to the next crazy idea. The moment I started my podcast, I stopped my online journal. You know, I didn't mean to, even after a long, heartfelt declaration in January that I was going to write more. Uh, I've been writing my journal since 96, but in the last couple of years, I've gone months without an update. So I was thinking, oh, I'm going to start that up again. But then podcasting came along. So now I'm pouring myself into Hawaii up. The audio side and the tech side has fallen by the wayside. So as soon as I started going, hmm, video, I knew I had to, you know, take a deep breath and take it easy. So I'm only just testing and playing. And, uh, you know what? I, I think video bloggers are doing something great, but uh, so far I, I just don't know if it's for me. Now, leaving aside for the moment that I'm not photogenic, uh, <laughs> frankly, the basic differences between video and audio, uh, well, I mean, they're not simple. They're, they're important. I can, I can listen. You can listen while driving or working or doing other things. But a video, you know, you have to watch it. It, it, it takes your full attention. So for the, the listener or the viewer, it, it's very different between the two. You have, you have to, uh, dedicate your eyes to text too, you know, for that matter. Podcasting can be, uh, very immediate, but it can be very passive as you want to be. If this, this part bores you, you can just start planning out your shopping list while I'm talking, you know. The emotional side is is an issue too. You know, I, I I frankly think I write a lot better than I speak because I can hone and sharpen and edit and improve. I mean, I, I think I've said um a hundred times every show. When I write in text, I feel like I can be exact in what I'm trying to convey. But uh, they say podcasting adds that personal touch, that nuance and intimacy, and I can see that. You know, I definitely feel like I know a podcaster better than I know a blogger I'm reading, uh, even if I don't really do know them any better. It just feels like I do. And uh, so where does video fall? You know, going with my gut, I don't think it's necessarily better than audio. 
because, uh, you know, podcasting can be like a conversation, like I'm talking to you and you might be talking back, even though I can't hear you, it, 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 it's sort of like a conversation. Video blogs can be more like a performance, a show, and uh, once you add that, I don't know, that surface element, it just feels different. You know, it's fun, but, but, and good, but different. Uh, maybe I just haven't watched enough uh, personal vlogs. Uh, I mean, obviously, when it comes to documenting something like a rally or a concert, video brings a lot to the table. But, you know, on the emotional side, I'm, I'm not sure where video falls. And uh, the last difference is, is, is purely technical. You know, this is the geek stuff. You know, if I type a thousand words, if I write a thousand words, that's a, a few kilobytes. You know, if I speak it in a podcast, that's that's a few megabytes. I was just thinking, you know, I hate it when folks email me these three megabyte attachments and uh, now I'm expecting people to download a 14 megabyte file just to, to hear me ramble. You know, it's interesting, but uh, video, you know, multiply that by 10. A 15 second video, which uh, seems to be one of the standard lengths of a, of a vlog entry, uh, a 15 second video is still a megabyte or two, you know, there's no way I would vlog for half an hour like I do with audio. Uh, on the other hand, that that limitation, that concern, which which I admit will probably become moot as storage and bandwidth gets cheaper, you know, that limitation is part of the charm from what I can tell. Podcasting kind of lends itself to uh, rambling like this, but when you put together a vlog entry, you, you want to edit and mix, but in the end, you're trying to say the most in the shortest possible space, little snippets. You know, I've seen some really quirky, neat stuff, and, and it's pretty cool, so... You know, that, that's another difference. My, my digital camera does QuickTime, and my cell phone does movies too, uh, my Trio 650, but it's in this weird format that I haven't been able to convert and work with. So, you know, I figure I'll play some more, but, uh, you know, really I don't see myself trying to podcast and video blog at the same time, trying to podcast and vlog from a location, for example, at least not without looking like some Japanese tourist with a gadget fetish. I will have too many wires and things hanging off of me. So, uh, you know, if I do to try to pick up video blogging. It'll definitely be a different animal than this this personal podcast. It'll be kind of more experimental, you know, just, just 15 seconds of people crossing the street, you know, that's it. That's fine. I mean, I, I think it's fun to to play with all these ways of creating, and I, and I really mean it when I think that the world will be a better place the more and more people do this stuff, the easier it gets and the more naturally it comes to folks. But, you know, Hawaii Up isn't going anywhere. For the sake of humanity, you'll still just hear me, not see me. And uh, with that, I think it's time to sign off. Now, I mentioned that there will be a podcasting event tomorrow. Bob Blue, one of the founding members of the Hawaii Association of Podcasters, will be doing a general how-to-podcast presentation. He's actually enlisted Roxanne Darling, who did the business podcasting presentation uh, maybe a week ago. Uh, she'll be doing all of the demonstrations while Bob does the pontifications. So that'll be at the UH Downtown Campus, 904th Street Mall. At noon, make it if you can. If you have anything you want to say, if you have a suggestion or a complaint, or uh, you want to just express yourself, you want to sing at me and I can play it on the show, just don't hesitate. You can call the listener line at 808-356-0127 and leave a message, or you can just drop me an email at comments at hawaiiup.com. I love to hear from you. Like I said, I live for the uh, pong to my ping, the input to my output, so please... Let me know what you think. As Coconut Joe says, though, it's all pow. To close it out, here's Katie. 
Mahalo and Nui Loa. Thank you for listening to White Up. Until next time, a hooey ho.